Welcome everybody, you are listening to the CEO Secret Weapon Podcast and I'm your host Lewis Hayden. This is the go-to podcast for business leaders that will keep you performing at your highest state so that you can achieve more of what is possible in business and in life. The CEO Secret Weapon Podcast series explores a deep dive into the psychology of top performers in business, wealth and life and the specific action that they take. Who can be a part of this podcast? Well, the CEO can be business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, but most of all, the CEO is you. You at your best, a state of confidence, high performance, a frame of mind that removes any doubts and allows you to be at your best so you can achieve more of what you want and what you deserve. So this episode is titled The CEO Ladder. What we're going to be talking about is how you can climb that ladder to CEO and beyond. So if you're not a CEO yet, that's okay. I'm going to give you the tips and the tools that can help you get there. And Stuart's going to give you the mindset as well as these podcasts progress. And if you are the CEO already, we are going to talk about the beyond part as well. What's beyond CEO? Is that even possible? Well, of course it is, yeah. Because if you think about it, the CEO is actually in a business, they're employed. So there can be a CEO of a small business, a medium business or a large business. And in fact, if they're part of a PLC business or even just a a large business in itself, they could have shareholders that the CEO is accountable to. So the CEO is still technically having to be employed in the business. Hmm, isn't that interesting? So what would that look like with going beyond CEO then? Well, of course it would have businesses that would start to work without you. Now, Stuart touched on this a little bit in the last episode, didn't he? He was giving away the second episode. (laughs) So what is beyond the the business owner and beyond CEO? Well, think about the levels of what would an investor look like? What if you were the person that were investing in these businesses? So there's a different correlation here because if you think about it, the CEO, if it's still an employee, well, that means that they have to turn up. It's time for money. On a bigger scale, right? And if they've got returns on it, I guess there could be a CEO and an investor. So if we think about it as a ladder, you can be on lots of different different levels of this ladder at different times. But if you've never reached the top ladder, then you can't ever be on that level if you've never been there. So we're going to talk today about how to climb this CEO ladder and what it looks like beyond that, that CEO level as well that you could possibly strive for if you wanted to. And there's two words that come to mind, entrepreneur and intrapreneur. Now, there's a, the word entrepreneur gets thrown around quite a lot. And with the use of Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and everything like, look, anybody can be an entrepreneur if you change your title to it on your bio. Yeah. So we've really got to think about it here. What does a real entrepreneur mean? So we're going to talk about the definition that um, Stuart quickly jumped into in the last session and also my definition of an entrepreneur, which comes from some content um, that I'll reference as well that you can look into. So let's dive straight into it, shall we? The CEO ladder. What does that look like? Let's talk about that. So ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned in the first podcast, I like to use content that is strongly backed by evidence. 
So the model I'm going to talk around here is something I've used in my coaching, and um, it comes from the, the Brad Sugars model as well. So if you go and pick up any of Brad Sugars' books, they're really useful when it comes to growing your business. So, uh, you know, um, the coaching background that I'm from is, is, is taught a lot from Brad Sugars' content because it gives the basics of what we need to do to, to get over, to set the foundations in for growing any business and then taking them to 10 million, 100 million plus, etc. So if you think about this, then I'm going to use the, the term, the entrepreneur ladder, which is Brad Sugar's term. And let me just paint the picture in your mind, because obviously this is coming across as an audio. So I want to just get this model into your mind first. The seven steps to this ladder. The first step of the ladder is the student level. We're going to the detail in a while. I'll come back to this. Just Remember the words for now. I'll, I'll draw this out so you can visualize it. First step, student. Second step, employee. Third step, self-employed. Fourth step, manager. Fifth step, business owner. Sixth step, investor. Seventh, seventh step, entrepreneur. Okay, you got them? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven steps. So let's start at the bottom step then, the student. So the student is somebody who's learning what you'd learn in school, right? What do we do? We, get, we, do, we go to school. We do the, the nine till four, nine till three at school. And what they're doing us, to us really is teaching us how to be a great employee. Because, you know, there's arguments around this, okay? But the school system tended to be something where they go up there and there's so many different kids how do they start to filter them out well we'll score them right we'll give everybody the same sort of test and we'll start to score people so that's the general gist of the schooling so as the student then we're learning to be great employees we'll go into more of this in the in the next sessions especially when we get Stuart on to discuss this as well we can have a good conversation between the two of us I just want to give you the model now that you can work with so the second step is the employee so now you've done the uh, you know the student step and you've become a good employee and you've got the good job, you go and work for somebody else. So this is the first thing where you'd actually start to see some money coming in now when you're employed. So the time that you sit there and the time that you you contribute to the business or your employer, you get paid for. So it's time for money. Okay. The, set, the third step is self-employed, is that some people could turn around and go, hey, look, you know, why am I working for this person when I can go and do it myself? Personally, I think there's a lot of money to go and work for other people. In fact, a lot of the vehicles that I use do go and work for other people's businesses because if I've had value in their life and we make it a win-win, then they can add value in my life. So I like the step of employee, and I think there's a lot of a lot of wealth to be made within the employee as well, and a lot of leverage too if it's done the right way. But generally, 99% of people will sit in the employee seat and work for somebody else, and they don't think that they could actually get anywhere further until the that what we need to do is start thinking a little bit differently. How do we get leverage as an employee? Okay, but the 99%, you go there and you get stuck in that job for a very long time until, you know, you make the decision to either retire or go and find another job to go and work in. But there is another way. You can make a lot of money in employing. We'll talk about that in the other episodes because I'm a very strong believer in it as well. And that's where the term entrepreneur comes from right? So we'll pause with that entrepreneur thing and I won't leave you hanging. I will talk about that at the end of this ladder. So the third step of the ladder is the self-employed step. 
So the self-employed thing is, is turning around and going, well, okay, I'm going to go and start some my own business now. One will work for this person, like I just mentioned. Uh, but then what happens is that you realize that there's more to running a business than you recognize. So what would happen is that, you know, let's say you were a really good architect and you go, hey, look, you know, I, I could take all the, the revenue from this. And I could pay myself all this. But then when you go and start the business, you're not just doing drawings anymore. What you're actually doing is you've got to do the accounts. You've got to run the operations. You've got to run the HR. You've got to run the sales. You've got to run the marketing. There's all these things that start to come on top of you that, yeah, it's not as easy. So what tends to happen is the self-employed people are the great technicians, right? There's a good book on this, by the way, Michael Gerber, The E-Myth. Go and take a listen to that one. So you can become a great technician from your employee in your student world, and then you go out there to try and become a business owner, and you realize, hey, look, well, I don't need to be a specialist anymore. Actually, I need to be quite the generalist because there's all this stuff going on. I don't understand tax. I don't understand, you know, all the accounts. There's so much to grasp on it that it becomes quite overwhelming. And what I tend to see with business owners that are at the self-employed level, I mean, I use the word business owner because they technically they are a business owner, but they still have the same self-employed mentality. So this level, this ladder is a, a mentality thing, a mindset thing, okay? So yeah, they become self-employed, they realize there's all these different pressures, and if you look at the statistics, 90% of businesses fail within the first five years. Hmm, yeah, quite interesting, right? And then within the next five years, another 90% fail. So if you think about it, after 10 years, only points, what, point two point whatever the figures are, you can work it out. Not many businesses make it into that, um, 10 year space. But that's not just because the business failed. It's because the person wasn't prepared to do and learn more generalist stuff. Let's say if that person was an electrician, for example, you know, that person loves wiring houses and, and loves doing electrical stuff. They don't love the running of the business stuff. So become a, to become a business owner, it takes a different mindset. But if you think that you're running a business and just being um, like an employee, that's where the businesses start to fail and eventually people just you know either sell the business for not much money or give it away right or just close the doors and it's a real shame that is and um, it's a shame that you know more of these podcasts weren't available back in the day i guess when they were students so they could learn this stuff so it's one of the intentions behind this podcast as well Right, so we could go into more of this in different podcasts, but let's just go through the ladder, okay? So the fourth step of that ladder was manager. So what's this about? You know, I've just I've just become self-employed, and now you're telling me I need to be a manager when I could have been a manager as an employee. Now remember, this is a mindset thing. Why would manager be step four? Well, self-employed, employee, and student is all time. Employee and self-employed are time for money. Yeah, even though you're self-employed, you've still got to go and find the work and do the work, right? So you're still getting paid time for your money that you're there. The manager is still time for money, but the manager starts to bring in another concept now. If you think about it, you've only got a certain amount of hours. Let's say that it was 50 hours that you work, and some people come to me telling me, Lewis, oh, oh, I've done 70 hours, 80 hours, as though like I'm going to be really impressed with the amount of hard work. I call that doing stupid stuff. Why? Because, look, you're not building the, the, the things in place like a business owner should. 
if you're the one who's running around doing all the work, then you, you're still the employee. You're still self-employed. What a manager realizes is that there's only this certain finite resource that we all have, and that's time, right? It doesn't matter who you are in the world. You all, an hour is an hour. A day is 24 hours. You've only got those 24 hours. You can't create more. You can't create less, right? So to get even more then, think about like when Steve Jobs started in his garage, right? He could have made the first Apple computer, but if he was to put an, an Apple Mac now, if he was still alive, and an iPhone and an iPad in all the people's hands that requested it when the nicest one come out, he couldn't do it on his own. So what Steve realized is that there's this thing called leverage, right? You've got to be able to employ people and leverage your time through people. And being at that manager step, that step four, is the first point that we start to get away from that merry-go-round. And we start to start to look at leverage now. How can we start to manage people? How can we start to manage systems? So it's not just getting new people, right? Can we look at the procedures and the systems so we can structure something that would leverage my time? So <laughs> rather than taking 10 hours, it now takes one hour, you get the time back. Or now you've systemized it so much, you can train somebody to run it for you so you can go and focus on something else. So they're starting to form this idea of leverage. Again, we'll talk about it in different podcasts as well. But let's just take a break. Okay, there's a lot of information there. I could split this into two podcasts, but I'm not going to. I'm going to give you the whole model and we'll talk about different episodes, uh, talk about the rest in different episodes up and coming. So let's keep the momentum going. But now it gets to the exciting part, okay? Now we actually talk about what does a true business owner mean? And here's the definition that Brad gives, okay? The true definition of a business is a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. Okay? So what does that mean? Well, it's a commercial profitable enterprise to start with. So a group of people that is commercially operating that makes a profit. So you can commercially operate and not make a profit, right? So first of all, you've got to get it commercial. Then you've got to get it so it's profitable. And then you've got to do the last one that works without you. And this is the tough pill for a lot of people to swallow and why a lot of people will work until they're 75, 80 and say, yeah, yeah, I love it, I love it. And then, you know, there isn't much longer until you're not loving it and there's too much stress on it. Yeah, we call that denial, okay? So what does the true business owner look like? Well, it's somebody that doesn't have to turn up anymore, right? And that takes a different mindset for somebody who doesn't have to turn up anymore because that's their baby that they've built. But there's a reason for it, again, and it's the leverage thing, again, right? If that business owner has to turn up all the time, how do they get any further if they're attached to the business? Hmm. So if they don't have to turn up all the time, could they do things to systemize the business even more, employ great people, train great people up, build leaders in their business? And if they can build leaders in their business and the business does better, everybody in that business starts to win. So by sitting as a self-employed employee person and a business owner, it doesn't really work out because there's no leverage, there's no growth. Again, yeah, yeah, that the business owner can hold the business back by being there, right? Because they want to have their hands in everything. Now, imagine if that business owner was micromanaging everybody, 
Yeah, they're going to get dragged left, right, and centre. It's not going to be consistent, and you're not building great people. So my angle on this from my work psychology area is that how do you build great leaders in your business so they can run your business for you? You want to be building these entrepreneurs because then eventually you can show them a win-win and say, hey, look, this is what a win looks like for me. What does a win look like for you? How do we make that happen within the business? So the people that do become the managers or the directors or beyond can start to win from using your business as a vehicle. I talk a lot about in my in my work about vehicles. How can you build different vehicles where you add so much value that you can start to leverage your time, money, and your life? Just a thought. Okay. So the definition of a business owner: commercial or profitable enterprise that works without you. That's referencing Brad Sugars. So, if you haven't got that, look, here's the tough pill, right? You're not a business owner. Well, you are a business owner but you're not that business owner mentality because you still have to turn up. We're a business owner, not working in a business. We're working on the business. So the final two steps of the ladder is above the business owner, we've got the investor. So now you've got to a point that you don't have to turn up there. You can choose to turn up there. A lot of my clients that I work with still choose to turn up to their business. And I kind of tell them off a little bit and say, hey, look, that's because you need bigger things to be focusing on there. So what are the bigger things? Well, why couldn't you take what you uh, built there and build another one? So you could build a second business, right? You could invest in somebody else's business. You could buy another business. You could invest in property. You could invest in real estate. Um, you could invest in the stocks. You could invest in um, creating own intellectual property. There's so many different things where you could start to use the money that you're generating to create assets now. And that's what we want to do. The business so far that you've built up is your asset. Okay? That asset now can produce cash flow for you to start forming other levels of cash flow and assets. And I'm going to leave it right there because you're probably listening to this podcast now to try and get the grasp of getting to this level. I'm not going to talk about the different allocations of what you can do with assets. It's You're not ready for, well, you are ready for that, but this podcast isn't ready for that yet. That will come. We're talking here about creating that CEO ladder so you can get to this point. So I'll save that asset part and investor part for later. Now, again, this is the mindset, isn't it? For you to become an investor, what needs to happen from business owner to investor? It's a big mess with your head. Because now you're saying, I'm not just creating this baby that I'm supporting and I need to cradle it and give it some milk and feed it to make sure it's all okay. You've now got to pass it off onto somebody else. And that can be really, really hard for somebody who's just formed their own business or being an employee in a business for such a long time. It's a different mentality. So you go through this different breakthrough of your comfort zone again to become the investor, yeah? To start looking at how I can create multiple different vehicles now rather than the one. And that vehicle may not even be a business anymore, right? It could be, like we say, a property or shares or or whatever it may be, okay? So it's a different mentality again, but without moving into it, we're going to be stuck in that one area of hey, look, this is my baby. I've been taught. I know all this stuff of how to be a great business owner. And then, yeah, we reach 60, we reach 70, and we've still got that same mindset, and it doesn't move us forward. So I've heard people turn around to me and say, hey, look, Lewis, you know, 
uh, when I first started business coaching, I was 28. <laughs> yeah, I was 28. So I was a young business coach turning around to people that were 60 years old, showing them how to do things with their business. By the way, I was 28 with a business that was starting to grow and work without me. Yet I'd see people at 60 years old that were still working 80 hour weeks. What? Where's the leverage in that? So yeah, of course, there's going to be this prejudice around it that, you know, there's this young person coaching. And I would always turn around and say, yeah, look, you know, this is the other hard pill to swallow. You may have been in business 40 years, but have you been in business one year, 40 times? Just think about that, yeah? Because if you're not learning and growing, then... There's a big I know attitude there. And if there's the I know attitude there, you know, we've speak to Stuart about this one. The filter in the mind will put a block against any new learning and development. So it's impossible to move forward. So yeah, a lot of people are in business one year times 40 times. So the final step of the ladder is the entrepreneur ladder. What's the difference? What's the difference between an investor and a business owner and an entrepreneur? Well, the final step of the ladder is you're now using other people's money to build, to build businesses and buy businesses, okay? So you've got the reputation behind you. You've shown that you can do it. You've got the evidence you can do it. You can approach the bank and say, hey, look, I want to borrow £2 million to do this stuff. And they'll go, yeah, no problem. I can see from your portfolio that you have this sort of backing, right? So you're creating investments. You're creating more capital. You're using all that behind you to then go out there with your track record and buy and sell businesses if you want. Buy new business opportunities. Sell them build new ones. I mean, look at look at Elon Musk, right? How many businesses has he got? He's now making frigging spaceships, right? What on earth? Yeah? Look at Richard Branson. How many businesses has he got? They're entrepreneurs. So to turn around and just put entrepreneur on your Instagram handle or, or whatever it is, I, I, I find it just massively delusional. It really weakens the name of entrepreneur. I know this is turning into a bit of a rant here, but we've really got to get the grasp of it. What I do like, though, is people that aspire to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, If you've got that in your vision, that you are the entrepreneur, and you're saying that to yourself, you're saying it, you're saying it, and you strongly believe it, then there can be a personality, right? If you've got that entrepreneurial personality, it will come through. And if you don't believe that you've got it, then it never will come through. So I do like people that have the entrepreneurial spirit, but to frame yourself and, and label yourself as the entrepreneur without it going through any of this ladder, hmm, sorry guys, ladies and gentlemen, I, I just find that, yeah, difficult to believe. Uh, and I actually call BS on it, to be honest. So, yeah, I know that may offend some people, but I, I've got to do what I've got to do to get you to this level of entrepreneur. This is beyond CEO now, right? Think about where the CEO ended in this ladder. What? The manager, business owner? Right? I know this is the CEO's secret weapon, but the CEO's secret weapon doesn't mean we can't be entrepreneurs and beyond. In fact, if I call this entrepreneur's secret weapon, I've been talking to a lot of employees. So it's got to be the CEO's secret weapon so it gets the right people. Okay? So, yeah, you can become the CEO of anything with the right attitude. 
you can build up that ladder and start doing the right things and just go back and listen to these podcasts and realize what step you're at and it'll give you some clues as well of what sort of things you need to be working on reading listening to of how you can start to go beyond that level that you're at so if you can reach the ceo level which would be hey look manager owner then you could go beyond as well by thinking hmm i am the ceo that's what i i I become, you know, it could be the title, it could be the CEO of your own business, whatever it may be. But this here is a mindset, right? Use the entrepreneurial ladder from Brad Sugars and start to think about how what, what step you're at and what you can do to move forward. And it give you some clues to your next level of reaching the CEO. And if you are the CEO already, does that business work without you? Where's your leverage? How many hours are you doing in that business? Yeah? Why aren't you, you, the investor? How do you become the investor? How do you become the entrepreneur? Hmm. And that's what CEO and beyond is all about. So just before we wrap up the episode, I just want to go back to the very start as well. Because there could be CEOs that are listening to this right now and go, hey, look, I'm never going to show this, this podcast to my employees. This is my secret weapon. I'm keeping it to myself. But if you're thinking like that, the game here is not to hold people back. It's to pull the bow back, pull the, pull the string back on the bow and let the arrow fly, right? If you hold on to the arrow too long, then you, you're both going to hurt, right? You're going to have a, a, a bloody hand from holding on to the string for too long. And the arrow is just going to very, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to stay there very long before it gets too hard on your arm. So the idea here is, is that there's, there's this definition of entrepreneur that's coming around lately, and I, I love this idea because, as I said, I really believe in the in the employee vehicle because if you can make that in that that vehicle a win-win, why do they employ you in the first place? It's not for you to sit there. And it's time for money. You've got to get this into your boss's head, right? And bosses, if you are listening to this, you've got to get it into your head as well. The, the reason that person is there is to add value to your customers' lives and to add value to your life too. So first of all, if you don't respect that, look in the mirror here and ask yourself, what what am I doing here on this this ladder? Am I, am I sitting on the self-employed part? Or am I heading towards manager, owner? And like I said at the start as well, you can be on multiple of these steps. You can choose where to be for the right situation. So do show this to your team members as, as well because you want them to grow. And it's okay to be on that first step as employee because the employees can make a lot a lot of money and make a big impact in people's lives too. Think about it. Think of a brain surgeon. Think of the lawyers, right? There are some lawyers and brain surgeons out there that make a lot more than their employers do, yeah, than their managers do because they're so specialised in adding value in certain areas of people's lives that it's not easy to get hold of. So what am I saying here? If you want to be a CEO in your role, which I mean, what I mean by that is be a leader in your role as an employee. You can add a lot of value and make a lot of money. How? Be the best in your field, right? Be the best person. If you're in sales, be in the top 1% in sales and there will be plenty of work for you. And look, if you make it a win for your business owner, you make it a win for you as well. So you don't have to be a business owner. I think this is something that like the the dream, isn't it? That we've all got to become entrepreneurs and business owners. But again, I call BS on this. You don't. If you love doing what you do, 
Do more of that thing and be the CEO of your job, of your role. You hold the weight. If you're very valuable, extremely valuable, yeah, then you will get more from it as well. How do you become more valuable? Well, it all starts with learning. It all starts with listening to this podcast. You're doing it right now. You're learning new strategies, new skills, new mindset. Look, go back and listen to this podcast. Is there just one gold nugget in this podcast you can take? Of course there is. So if you listen to every podcast and the CEO secret weapon and just get 1% stronger, 1% better, 1% in gathering strategies that you can apply to your work every day, you're going to become more and more valuable, right? And that will increase your income. Just remember, the more you learn, the more you earn. You have been listening to the CEO secret weapon podcast. You can find us on Instagram if you want to see all the play, all the podcasts in one place. Just search CEO Secret Weapon and you can also comment. We'd love to hear your feedback or direct message us if you'd like to do any work with myself, Lewis Hayden or Stuart Walter. Speak to you soon.